You're listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. of the podcast and today I'm going to start with a story I may have told before on this podcast but even if I have I mean I look through all the episode listings and nothing jumped out at me that pertained to this particular story but I could have hit it you know in amongst other components or as part of something else and I just don't recall so I apologize if you've heard this story before but this is a very important lesson I think anyway so even if I am reiterating it and I've also told this story hundreds of times in person. So it's hard to tell sometimes what I've said and what I haven't. Now, when I first went to dip my toe into the proverbial street performing pool and spend a couple weeks in Ocean City with Jimmy Talks a lot and Eric Evans, learning on the boards, as they say, I had a couple of uh, dates, a couple of gigs booked for when I returned. Because at the time I was mostly doing private parties. Now, one of those dates was a festival of sorts at an institution for the mentally challenged. This was kind of like a, a, you know, a big complex where half the patients were uh, full-time live-in inpatients and the other half, you know, would come for treatment and, and return to their, their homes with their families. And a girl I was, uh, let's call it liaisoning with at the time had uh, facilitated me booking this date because they were planning to have all the parents and family members of the patients come and they were going to put on this big festival on their grounds where they had bands and activities and games and then I was going to perform magic and I was going to perform uh, you know, like I did on the street. Cause so I was, you know, I, I thought this will be perfect. I'll go to ocean city for a couple of weeks. I'll start to hone that aspect. I'll come back and then I'll, you know, do a table show at this festival. Well, the day of the festival, it rained. And so they had to, and rained hard. And so they had to move all of the acts into the gymnasium, into the auditorium. And as a result, they cut loose some of the acts because, you know, as per the festival, these things would have been spread out all over the grounds and so forth. And so when I got there, they gave me uh, my fee, but they told me actually that I didn't have to perform, that they really didn't have any room for me because all the bands were going on like one after another and everyone was shoehorned now into the auditorium. And so I was basically, you know, released from duties with full pay. But the organizers said, you know, what you could do maybe is in between the bands, if you wouldn't mind, maybe in between the bands, there's going to be like maybe like a 10 minute changeover. And maybe we can just sneak you up there. You can do like one thing. And that would be great. So I said, okay. And I was already indebted. I mean, they already paid me and stuff and I. So I thought, great. So I'm standing at the door with the girl that got me the gig, and I'm surveying the audience because 
I was doing an, uh, a mentalism effect because I, essentially I was going to now have to go up on the stage. So, you know, because I, I would need to find participants to do the add a number routine. And given that it was a, an institution for people that had, you know, mental challenges, uh, development challenges, I was going to use, the plan was to use the nurses and family members and stuff, all of which this whole festival was put on for. So I assumed there'd be a large number of family members and stuff uh, without significant mental problems that I could use for the routine. Because add a number was something I could do from the stage where I didn't require, you know, uh, using cards or whatever. So I get mic'd up. I go up on the stage in between the bands while the bands are changing over their stuff. And I start into this add a number routine and I hand it out an envelope to the photographer for the event who was in front of the stage. I got his name and stuff and I handed him an envelope which I said would be important at the end. You know, I didn't act then I didn't really have much of a presentation for this thing. It was more uh, straightforward and, and crappy. And so, you know, I needed participants to give me six-digit numbers. And the whole gist of it was the these series of six-digit numbers added together, of course, were going to reveal and match the serial number on the dollar bill I had placed in the envelope and given to the photographer. So I get this. Uh, I'm looking out into the audience, and there was a sparse... Uh, because I guess because it rained and people knew the festival was uh, not really going to come off. A lot of the family members and stuff, I guess, had like just not shown up and been like, well, it's raining, there's no sense in going over there. And so it was a pretty sparse... I mean, there was probably a couple hundred people there. Half patients and half, you know, support staff and family members. And I remember scanning the audience and seeing this one woman, even when I was standing at the door before I went out. And thinking, like, that's a woman I, I should use. She looks like she's uh, one of the nurses. So when I got up on stage and I needed the first participant. I, I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of magic from wherever I'm at. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not?